This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Episode number 21, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, hey there, and it's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, and I don't know what I'm going to do this Friday. This Friday? Oh, why? There's no high school football for us. So. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm not thinking that. Yeah. I mean, you got Friday off, buddy. I mean, we're done. Uh, for Overtime Live, for the 13th season, for 2021, we're done. Yeah, you caught me at a brain freeze right there. I, I was thinking more along the lines with you of, okay, Turkey Day's Thursday. I'm thinking... Maybe you're concerned that there won't be enough leftovers for Friday. Oh, you're, doing, you're doing the turkey trot. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're just not going to have any energy in you Friday. I wasn't even thinking about Friday Night Lights. Of course, yeah. how could I forget that? And yeah. I guess at this point, you know, with the week being what it is, my my focus, shockingly, is not on, on high school football this yeah. Friday. Yeah, you know, let's talk about that real quick. Uh, you know, Mike and his lovely wife, Brooke, expecting their first child. And uh, we talked about this last we, week. We did. We did. Yeah. We talked a couple times yeah. over the last uh, couple months. Uh, about, you know, do you think you're going to cry and all that good stuff? And, you know, has it started to sink in that you're getting ready to have a little child, an infant in your household? It's a mixture of reality and surrealism. Because sometimes I'm like, no way. And then other times I'm like, yep, this is happening. We're, we're ready. We're getting there. We're close. And it, it's a mix of emotions, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. And, and you know what's great? Is it's before January first? That means it's a tax write-off for you this <laughs> yes, year. Yes, the three thousand dollar child tax credit, yeah. which is direct dollars off our tax bill, which yeah. I do love. Well, yeah, and yeah. and like my daughter said, you know, I got an email from her. Hey, we have to have FAFSA filled out by December first if we want to be in on the early money. So, I mean, you have all that to look forward to. I was just going to say, yes, I'm familiar with FAFSA going back to my Loyola College days and mom and dad and dad specifically having to deal with that. Yes, I can't wait to fill out those forms. So, yeah, what's the uh, and I'm aware that there's a program for college savings. I forget off the top of my head, but there's a 529. Yeah, is that what the 529 plate? So, yeah, we will be investing in that pretty quickly. And on top of that, my friend, I mean, you think those forms are bad. Wait till she goes to elementary school and they send home the parent pack that's got 30,000 pages of just useless information that you've got to complete for them. So, I know it's all as if I don't to. deal with enough paperwork. Uh, just yeah. let Brooke handle that. She'll yeah, well, that's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's not her strong point, though. So no, I'm I'm the admin paperwork guy. So no, that's all going to fall on my shoulders. <laughs> you're, you're about to become less anal, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so they say. Uh, it is so exciting. You know, we've got uh, a lot to talk about uh, today here on this 21st episode of Time Out with Short Sports. It's all brought to you by our friends at the Preston Automotive Group. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports is presented by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at the edgetrainingacademy.com. We're going to take this one game at a time, and I think we have to start at our Preston Ford Game of the Week, presented by Best Western Plus Easton and Four All Seasons. Uh, Douglas and Ken Island. Douglas got out to a 12 nothing lead, and really the story of the game is Ken Island couldn't capitalize on the four turnovers that they caused. True. Now, some of those happened deep in Ken Island territory, so they had a lot of field to go. And that Douglas defense, really good. Maybe the best that they faced this year. And Ken Island having a difficult time running the football to any great degree. Uh, the wind certainly was not a, a helpful factor when it came yeah. to, well, two of the quarters, that is. Um, so that, that, you know, that played a part. It sounded like it played at least a little bit of a part in well, it. Well, they had 100 yards on the ground. And 109 yards through the air. Okay. You right. know, well, that's a little bit better than I thought. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the problem is Douglas had 509 yards on the ground. 
and yeah. they had no yards well, that's, through the air. And that's the other side of it is that, you know, Ken Island's run defense uh, met met a good match on Friday. And, unfortunately, they came up short in that one, and, and Douglas ripped off some big runs in that game. Vincent Oliver. It was the Vincent Oliver it, show. It, it was. It really was. And that defense has been pretty outstanding all year. Now, I will t- say, and I told you this, I think, last week, that they did give up some runs to North Carolina. North Carolina mm-hmm. was able to run the football to an extent on Ken Island uh, a couple of weeks ago. So as I mentioned in my picks, I said that's an area where they're going to have to tighten up a little bit. But look, you get to this point in the season, you're going to face teams that are as good, if not better, than you. And you see where you, know, you, see where you stand. Uh, but clearly, Douglas was able to win uh, in the trenches, both running the football and stopping the run. And ultimately, they came out on top. Although, you know, Ken Island fought back. Yeah, they had the block punt. Which was impressive. Right, which uh, got them a score, and they were able to uh, to score one more time, but yeah. it wasn't on, enough. On a four-yard Casey Heath run, which right. Casey Heath didn't have much running room at all, right? thanks to that uh, defensive line that you talked about, about Douglas. But, uh, boy, I tell you what, it was uh, an impressive showing, but there was no letdown by Ken Island coming back from 12 down to take the lead and then surrender that uh, 83-yard run right after taking the lead. Yeah, you kind of forget they had the lead for a brief period of time. You're right about that. But you're right, Douglas had an answer, and it was just that kind of night for uh, Ket Island. So a valiant effort. Uh, You expected that to be the case, but uh, they come up short, even though it was a home game, and they do very well at home. But you know, ultimately you get to a point where usually even if you're at home, if the, the other team's better, they're usually going to win the game. Well, the, but four turnovers, you're right. It's yeah. not often that a team wins a game, turn the ball over four times. There's one play that sticks out, and I know Coach said in the post game that you know he's not putting a game of 200 plays on one play. Mm-hmm. But that call of a block in the back or whatever it is, they called it a blindside block. That's right. They called right. it a blindside block. That that wasn't a blindside block. I remember you guys talking about yeah, that. Yeah, and it yeah. just it, and it really. It did them in. I mean, it put them in a bad situation where they weren't going to be able to convert. Mm-hmm. And basically, at that point, it was 9 night. It's over. Uh, you know, so while the official didn't decide the game, they took away any chance that Ken Island had of making a run to get that victory uh, on a call that's very, very questionable. <laughs> Yeah, and, and when you get a call that – I don't remember that call this year outside of this game. I don't yeah. remember that you guys had a call in such a game. We didn't have it two weeks ago. So to see a rare call come up in a playoff game at a critical time, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a lineman against a rusher. Yeah. So, I mean, how, you know, how do you call that? You don't normally call that. If you're rushing, you know you're going to get hit. And, uh, and and they did. But uh, we'll talk about Decatur coming up. It's Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. The instant offer event is going on strong at the Preston Automotive Group. If you want an instant offer for your vehicle, we'll give one to you on the spot. Or if you send us the VIN number and vehicle mileage, we can give you an instant offer and come pick up the vehicle from you with no purchase necessary. Get a check in just minutes and get an instant offer from any of our Preston Automotive Group locations for your best deal on your trade or just selling your vehicle. Preston Automotive Group is the way to go during the instant offer event. And this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is brought to you by Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GAF certified and Shingle Master Roofers take care of your home or business today. More info online at midshoreexteriors.com. Exciting show today because not only are we breaking down the high school football stuff, we'll talk soccer as well. But on top of that, uh, we're going to be talking with James Jackson, head coach coach of the Colonel Richardson Colonels. We'll talk about their game coming up. I want to take this segment and talk about Decatur and Huntingtown. Now, we weren't there, but Luke Matrinko was there. Mm-hmm. And it was a back-and-forth day, but it was also not a good day for Ashton Snellshire. 
No, and they hadn't been in a game where their offense was held down. And that was a game the other night where it was. Uh, the penalties did not help them, at least in the first half in that game. Some missed opportunities there on that. But uh, they were just unable to punch it in. It looked like or it sounded like they had moved the ball in the first half. But they just couldn't get it in the end zone. And you did have some picks in that game late. I know there was a pick six that ended up uh, sealing the game at that point. But the question is, could Steven Decatur ultimately, could they win in a tight game where their offense was held down? Remember, the lowest amount of points they had scored during the regular season was 29 against North Carolina in a win at North Carolina. So could they win a 17-14 to 20-14 game? And I know their run defense had played better. And I thought, frankly, that with all the weapons they had, a four-year starting quarterback, yeah, I thought that as an eighth seed, there was a legitimate chance at an upset against a one seed. And this game was scoreless at halftime, Mark. So they were in it. Uh, but unfortunately, they did not help themselves offensively with mistakes and, and some penalties and turnovers and such. And I thought, on the one hand, okay, but if their defense is holding serve there, then those are correctable mistakes by the offense that they could get it done in the second half. But unfortunately, unable to unable to do it, and their offense uh, or their defense ended up surrendering um, uh, a few scores there. Absolutely. So Huntingtown advances twenty eight fourteen. They'll take on Milford Mill Academy, who is the four seed. And then on the southern side of the bracket, Oakland Mills, who is the three seed, advanced with a 22-14 win over Owings Mill. And uh, they will take on Douglas, who, of course, won 20-14. to um, But we know Jake Coleman's going to be back. And that team has just continued to get better as the year went on. Well, they did build off the spring. Now, I know the three losses, they would have liked to have at least had one of those games uh, in the in the win column for them. But remember, two of the three losses were by a combined seven points. One point to Queen Anne's and six to Wicomico. So they were very close in, in those games. I'm trying to think of the, the other loss that they had. Well, the loss to Kent Island. And that's a game where they shot themselves in the foot. They were in it early, but uh, penalties uh, certainly did not help them out in that one, as we know. And Kent Island went on to victory so you give that one to the Bucks, but they did I mean they got to the quarterfinals for the first time since 2004 they won a playoff game for the first time since 05 and a home playoff game for the first time since 04 so you have to be really happy with it I'm sure they would have liked to have done a little bit more offensively give themselves a little bit better chance but you got to tip your cap to Huntingtown as well you know that's a long trip and again scoreless at halftime so tip your cap to the defense for keeping them in the game but uh, just couldn't get over the hump enough at that point but yeah, has done a nice job, took Decatur places in a very short period of time that they hadn't been marked in 17 years. Absolutely, and, and wraps up a good year, but I know that uh, Coach Coleman and company would like to be playing uh, this coming Friday night as well, but uh, not going to happen. Uh, you know, But still, a, a season that was good. Who's going to replace Snellsire? Are, are they going to take... Coleman's, you know, son Bryson out of wide receiver and put him at quarterback after being so strong at the wide out position this year. I, I I have to do some homework on that. I know that the JV team had a really good good year for Decatur. We've got to see what they have at quarterback there. I I do know that there was a player that initially was going to go to a private school in DC, uh, but ended up uh, moving to Worcester County and uh, going to Decatur. I believe he was the JV starting quarterback. So. I think that uh, at minimum there'll be a competition next year, but I tend to think that just because Bryson is is so good at wide receiver and the fact that he can help them out in multiple ways at wide receiver on special teams, I would tend to think that if at all possible, they'll keep him there. And this kid, if they feel comfortable enough, they'll have him end up being the starter next year, assuming he earns the job. Well, he's a hard matchup, too, as, as tall as he is. I think yeah. I think of, you know, how hard it is to match up with Freeman mm-hmm. at Y High. You know, so uh, I think he's a tough matchup, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that shakes out. Yeah, I'll just say this finally about Decatur. I mean, they, they've got some key guys coming back, but they lose some key guys as well. So no doubt when you've got a four-year starter quarterback, when you've got the amount of weapons from a, a quantity standpoint, yeah, I, I'm sure Decatur would have liked to have at least try to go one more round if possible. And then, you know, final four, who knows at that point. But uh, yeah, still a really good season and uh, looking forward to seeing what's ahead for them next year. We'll look at Colonel Richardson next. Hanging out with Bob Pino at an optical galleria with three locations in Centerville, West Ocean City, and in Easton. And Bob, you guys have an exciting new sunglass line called Hook. Hook 
is designed by myself, Nikki, and since we're into the sport fishing and the polarized lenses, they are being formulated exactly for us to have performance on the water, great driving sunglasses, and super quality. It's just really nice to have your own product. I have a pair of hook glasses, and you're right. You get behind the wheel. They are very comfortable. It's just a nice-fitting, cool-looking sunglass that performs extremely well. Hook sunglasses available in all three in Optical Galleria locations where you get all sorts of different glasses for all sorts of different needs. Computer, night driving, fishing, motorcycle riding, sewing glasses, and we can make glasses specifically for that. At an Optical Galleria. Check them out online at eyesandart.net. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group is sponsored by 4L Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric, education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at 4AllSeasonsInc.org. Well, Colonel Richardson was riding the roller coaster of a dream season. Uh, you know, they'd never won a playoff game before. They won two this year. And they were in the game against Edmondson Westside at Poly on Friday night. But a couple of untimely fumbles, they had three on the night, or t- turnovers anyway, okay. um, resulted in a 42-20 to 20 loss. Yeah. And, and I felt more confident after doing homework on Edmondson Westside. I felt more confident that Colonel Richardson had a better chance than I initially off the top of my head thought they might, just going on some assumptions and such. But... I felt as if the Colonels, you know, they'd have to play a great game, but I thought that given Edmondson and the schedule they had played, they didn't really have uh, many, if any, quality wins to good teams that they had played in City and Poly. They lost to both of them, and I felt like the Colonels had a shot in that one, and obviously they played with them for a while, but at that point they were playing with house money. It, certainly you would have liked for them to have played a game mistake-free and then see what would have happened, but you got to give credit to the other team a little bit as well that was one game I didn't see a lot of highlights on Twitter about Mark so I I didn't really get to get the understanding or the flow of what happened in the game but just a magical year for Colonel Richardson and that's a year where I think in doing this you and I get a lot of joy out of it in seeing so many milestones that were were met or first time uh, accomplishments in the program and uh, you just tipped your cap to the Colonels and that's one that certainly will not be forgotten anytime soon. You've got six game winning streak five shutouts I mean all of those things have never happened before you know, two, and, two home playoff games. Yeah. That hadn't happened before they had one, but now And a two. playoff win. W- right. 1A title for the first time since 81, yeah, we're in being the told. Side, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, beat Cambridge for the first time in 13 years. Yeah. I mean, Just a lot of uh, checks off the uh, <laughs> off the list. Well, those, ki- those kids will remember it for a long time in that Well, 1A. their entire life, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, Edmondson beating them uh, 42-20. Yeah. I guess if you want to look at the bright side. It saves the Colonels from having to take the ride to, to Cumberland for the whooping. For Fort Hill? Yeah, because yeah. Fort Hill, they beat Joppatown 54 nothing. Yeah. In the state quarterfinal. That's quarterfinal game. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, look, that's a Fort Hill team that, if you remember, they beat Old Mill earlier this year. That, yeah. A 4 8 team out of Anne Arundel County. Now, it's a down year for Anne Arundel County, but I saw that Old Mill team in person. That's not a bad team. Yeah. And uh, so Fort Hill's going to be taking on Edmondson. On the other side of the bracket, uh, you'll have uh, Perryville mm-hmm. and Mountain Ridge. Mountain Ridge out of uh, uh, Frostburg, and uh, they beat Mountain Ridge beat Forest Park fifty-five twenty. That's another Baltimore County team or yeah. Baltimore City team. And, and Perryville uh, beat Brunswick fourteen-three. Okay. Wow. So, okay. Uh, so it looks like the one A is going to be pretty excited or exciting anyway. And Perryville's a team that Cambridge has gone up against in the playoffs in years past. Yeah, so taking a look at the uh, state championship games when they're going to be held. Of course, they'll have the state semifinals this Friday at the uh, higher seed. Mm-hmm. But right. then uh, they'll the games themselves, the state championship games themselves, Thursday, December 2nd at 7 o'clock, you'll have the Class 4A, 3A at Navy Marine Corps. Uh, the Class 2A will be played at 4 o'clock on Friday. And then the Class 4A will be played at 7.30 
on Friday. Okay. And then you'll have three games on Saturday. You'll have the 2A-1A at, at noon, the 1A at 3.30, and the 3A at 7 o'clock. Okay, because traditionally you've got one game on Thursday night, one game on Friday night, and then two on Saturday, which are usually at 3 and 7. Right. But now that they've expanded to two more classifications, that's why you get the change in schedule there. Exactly. And, uh, and that was something they did for just this year because of COVID. Although, in talking to some folks with the state you know, football group, uh, you know, there's schools that – well, the, we we like this. We we ought to still do this. Who who, who likes it? Do the, the bottom seeds get their tails handed to them, as right. we saw. How do they like that? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So. And, and I'm sure. And I'll tell you right now. I bet if you go to some of those matchups, that the attendance probably pretty poor. Yeah. Absolutely. So I don't want to hear that we like. Who likes this? Yeah, the coaches supposedly. Well, yeah, if you go, if you go one and eight or zero oh and nine, you don't deserve to be. You in don't the deserve playoffs. to be in. What do you mean you like it? And, you and you think you deserve to be there? And I felt that way for all of the high school playoffs across all of the sports. Football's the only one that has limited until this year right. participation. You have to be the top four in your region in order to get in. Not anymore. Well. Yeah. yeah, well, that, that, well that's for, a at concern. least for this year. For but, this year, yeah. Let's... But when you look at the other sports, I mean, you have teams that are over on the year, zero and eighteen, still playing. Come on, you know, why, I, why, go, why take the trip for the butt whooping? I've never, I've never understood it. Yeah. I really have not understood. It. And you're right. When we talk about money, too, why are they wasting the gas money, the bus resources? Why are they wasting it? Yeah. You know, teams don't get. It. I, I, I don't understand it. It's not right. It's not teaching our kids what they need to know. And that guess what? Out there, uh, there are winners and losers. You know, when you go, for instance, for a job, only one person gets that job. So it's either you or. You know, somebody else, for instance. You, you could save that money and put it in a new field, like a turf field. Oh, we could get into so much. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're going to talk about, you like carousels? You're getting ready to have a baby. You like carousels? You can take the baby on the carousel? We'll talk about the coaching carousel next. If someone you know is exhibiting signs of depression or withdrawal, take time to connect. Ask, are you okay? Listen closely and without judgment. Share mental health resources. For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center is here for anyone struggling with a mental health challenge. Visit forallseasonsinc.org. That's forallseasonsinc.org. It's okay to ask for help. For All Seasons is here for you. All right, this portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is brought to you by, and I'll be here soon enough, right? College Placement Consulting, not for me, for the baby. <laughs> Providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Uh, and I can tell you, start to start thinking about that now. Because, I am. You know, I am. Well, I told you the five twenty nine plan. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. No, don't wait. Get college placement consulting too, because I didn't, and I regret it. Well, okay? She needs. A, she needs a resume first before. Yeah. Oh, oh, you when, mean our folk, when, the yeah, folks once, listening on the podcast? Yeah, once you once you get to the uh, once you get to you know the sophomore year in high school, that's when you can get college placement consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get to the coaching carousel, yes. shout out to J M Bennett. And to Parkside Boys Soccer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Parkside Boys beat Hartford Tech 1 nothing on Saturday. Uh, you'll be able to see the highlights from Luke Petrenko. He mm-hmm. was there at Loyola. Busy, busy guy this weekend. He was. Yeah. And uh, I'll have those up. Uh, they're up now, in fact, at uh, shoresportsmd.com. Just go to the boys' soccer page and you'll see him there. Um, and Luke, when he told me, hey, I'm getting ready to upload it, um, it's long. Yeah, he said there were a lot of highlights. I said it was a one nothing game. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, congratulations, Parkside won that. That doesn't mean that there were, were wasn't uh, a lot of uh, a lot of shots on goal, some yeah. excitement. So uh, yeah. they won one nothing to win the two A, uh, and uh, on I guess it was Friday, J M Bennett beat C. Milton Wright Yes, in penalty kicks. The game went scoreless, Yep, and they won 4-2 in penalty kicks. So uh, congratulations to the Rams and the Clippers. Yeah. You know, doing the shore proud. 
Now, Parkside, I know they played their game at my alma mater, Loyola. Well, now it's Loyola University, and not on Curley Field, which is at on campus, I should say, but at their stadium, which is down Cold Spring Lane across 83. Beautiful facility, and I commented on their page, hey, best wishes, guys. You know, you deserve to play at a beautiful facility, you know, for a championship game like this, and, and kudos to them. And how about their longtime coach, and I had no idea, but Andy, Andy Hall, Hall, 46 years and his first state championship. God bless him. That dude has been around for a long time. He's the athletic director at Parkside, and he has been around for many, many, many years, and it was so cool. Uh, yesterday, they did a parade inside the school. At 8 o'clock in the morning, band, cheerleaders, the players taking the trophy through Mm -hmm. the school and all that. And they had the ball that actually was scored uh, with. Was they should. And all the kids signed that, and they said it's going to be placed in the trophy case at Parkside so that kids 2,000 years from now (laughs) will be able to see the ball. And you know what I think is really cool? is seeing the videos of the bus rides back and to see the town come out and congratulate these boys coming back in town on their state championship. Uh, That has to be such a neat experience. Uh, The last 48 hours, 72 hours for these kids, have had to be some of the most fun in their life up to this point. And you're just so happy for them. And I thought it was classy. I think James M. Bennett on their sports page, they congratulated Parkside for the win. And Mayor Day of Salisbury, he's a Bennett grad, so of course he's really excited that the Clippers won, but also certainly uh, congratulatory to the Parkside Rams as well. But uh, what a great experience, a great stories so congratulations to both programs absolutely so it was good to uh, see them uh, bring the titles back as uh, we start to turn our attention to the winter sports now with basketball and and, and wrestling and and uh, indoor track and swimming uh, ice hockey easton had their first ice hockey game this past week uh, on friday night trent weems scored four goals Four goals. That's a lot. And they beat Annapolis 7-1. Wow. Jackson Short, he stood tall between the pipes and uh, 18 saves in that one. So pretty impressive. Yeah, good for him. So, uh, you know, we've got uh, in the area. Who knew that we had hockey? I mean, you and I knew, but who knew that there was hockey? Yeah, so you've got Easton High School, Saints Peter and Paul, Mm -hmm. Ken Island and Queen Anne all have hockey teams. I did not know Ken Island and Queen Anne's dead. I mean, that's surprising, but oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. so good Good stuff there. So uh, we'll be following them. Uh, along as well uh, right with shoresportsmd.com and of course right here on Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Alright, I mentioned the carousel. This look at the coaching carousel sponsored by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the Midshore for over 120 years. Convenient online and in-person banking. Plus they have money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. So coaching carousel. I, 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 I love talking about coach speculation and yeah. the whole nine yards. All right. Man. So we know uh, that it was announced last week. You broke it. That uh, Coach Colin Joseph and Jody Ward both stopping da- uh, stepping down at North Carolina High School. They mm-hmm. are retired. They're not going coaching anywhere else. They are officially retired. What I was surprised was that James McCormick didn't offer up his resignation at the same time. And when I called Coach, he said, nope, it's true that uh, Colin and Jody have stepped down. I'm not ready to make that decision yet. And I can totally respect that. Season just wrapped up. You know, sit back, think about it. Is your heart going to be into it? Yeah, talk it over with your significant other. And he said he'll be ready to make an announcement one way or the other in January. I was surprised as well. I think it is smart because you can be very emotional right after a season's over and you can make some irrational decisions. And I say that not saying that the two coaches you just mentioned who are retiring, that they did that. I think certainly... I, I, I think they've been thinking about it for right. a long... I, I was going to say. All three of them, because I'm very good friends with right. all of them. Have been contemplating. And, right. and they've all been contemplating right. it and you, right. because all their kids have all graduated now. Yeah, and, understood. And yeah. they've all moved on. But kudos to 
them for staying after their kids were gone. Yes, yes. And, and putting the same amount of energy and thought and everything into it. I mean, right. you know Coach McCormick, if he's going to do something, he's giving it 150%. Yeah. I, I guess my question would be, if he decides to come back, well, you've got two assistants that have been joined at your hip for a long time to replace them. H- how does that work? And yeah. and will you be comfortable? And I'm sure that it's going to play into the decision. Is that, okay, well, who do I put in their place? And can I be comfortable moving forward with them and feel confident to be able to go out there and, and uh, you know, be successful? And that's the question also as well. And, look, I know there are other people that play a, a factor or play a part in making the decisions, but – you know, if you're a coach, you've been in a program a long time, had success, you'd like to try to groom somebody to take over to at least give themselves a, a strong shot at taking the job. Much like Coach Gibson did at J.M. Bennett with Dustin Mills. Correct. Correct. You know, and, I, and I think that's why McCormick's not ready to make that announcement yet, because while he's been contemplating for a while, these guys are bulldog football. They are bulldog football. Right. And... I don't think you know, James doesn't want to see the program left to meander by itself. Mm-hmm. He wants to make sure that if somebody's going to take it over, that they're going to be able to do so the right way. So, do we see him come back for another year, or is he able to get somebody in that that he feels comfortable, much like a Toby Peer at Cambridge South Dorchester, you know, that could come in and do the job, and McCormick could then say, "Okay, you've got it." Right. Now, look, circumstances uh, dictate certain things. You would think, though, that if you've been contemplating this, that you kind of already have those people in place well, that have been you with think. you that have been with you for a couple of years, whether it be on the varsity staff or on the JV staff. So that would be my question is, okay, how come there and again, I'm just I don't know anywhere near all the inside, but okay, why don't you have that in place? Well then? see and that's that's kind of the problem. And it goes back to the school system. You know, not hiring the right people that would be good coaches in as teachers as well. I mean, and it's hard to find, and I'm not putting this all in the school system, don't get me wrong. It's hard to find teachers that want to put in more time outside of just teaching. Yeah. Because when that bell rings at 2.40, the kids leave at 3 o'clock, teachers are allowed to go. Mm -hmm. Listen, there's a lot of teachers that roll out that don't, they're not looking back. Right. You know, whereas you have those that coach. They're spending a lot more time in. And it's hard to find a coach to come in and take over a program that's not in the school system because the most convenient time to practice is right after school. Mm -hmm. You know, so it it makes it tough. Um, You know, so it'll be interesting to see what McCormick does personally. I think he's gone. Okay. Um, You know, I, I believe he'll he'll walk away. Um, but regardless of having a, I, I, th- I think he'll find somebody, you know, that uh, he can take over. But I inside, inside the program currently, I, or maybe outside. I, I don't know, I don't know. But I don't see him coaching without his buddies. Yeah, I, I mean that's yeah, part that, of the that's, that's part of the decision. It's tough, and that certainly will play into it. And again, as I mentioned, circumstances dictate certain things. So he may have wanted to have some guys in place, and either it did, didn't work out for one reason or the other, or they they, they just weren't hiring the people that he would have liked to. They had one. Quint yeah. uh, was you know the guy that took over for me as the JV team. Right, he was awesome. He was going yeah. to be, but. Milford came a calling, and that was his alma mater, and he decided to go to Milford. And you know, you you hate to see it because he he was awesome. And then there's, as we know, there is at least one name that's out there that uh, wants to get back into coaching, according to you. Talking about (laughs) talking, well, according to him, you know, it's it's Matt Griffith. And you know, I didn't want to ask Coach Ferragamo. Friday night. Right. It wasn't and, the time. And, right. Just they, like I didn't just, ask Coach McCormick after just, the Carolina right, Rostick. You know, he just yeah. finished losing a game, right. a close right. game, a competitive game. Yeah. He just finished saying goodbye to his seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was he was emotional at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think he was emotional because he knew this was it. I don't think and again, all of this is speculation, so don't take this and run for fact. This is all speculation and talking about the coaching carousel. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think 
um, that Coach Ferragamo's done. I, I think he's retiring. His son, he just watched his yeah. son leave. He had yep. his other one play and, and move on. And he's been doing it a long time. Yeah, he has. I mean, and, and people forget, and I didn't know this for the longest time. He coached in Long Island. Then, of course, he was in Old Mill in Anne Arundel County for years. Then came on as an assistant to Brian Sofinowski and then took over from Brian in, what, 2012, I believe it was, or 2013, and has been coaching as a head coach since then. It's funny you mentioned Sofinowski. Yeah, we we <laughs> we've heard his name bounce around a little bit, but back to Ferragamo for just a second. We had heard that it was kind of more on a year to year at this point. He told me that he's just going to assess it at the end of the year, year. But I I would not be surprised if this was his last. But yes, back to Sofanowski. We've heard some rumblings that so, maybe he wants to get back in, and you know, and he came back and helped on a grander level this year, mm-hmm. and it would not surprise me after talking with some folks, that uh, Coach Brian Sofanowski is back in charge of the Ken Island Buccaneers next year if Ferragamo does, in fact, step down. Now, and I say this with all due respect to Matt Griffith, is that if you're the AD, though, would you not want a guy that has been a part of it before, knows the program well, people know him, he's got the relationships, would that not be better to have him be the head coach as compared to Matt Griffith? If Sofanowski wants the job, it's his. Okay. 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 So, okay. If, so if, there you go. if he wants the job, it's his. He's a teacher there at Ken Island High School and all that. Now, Matt Griffith, where does he go? Does he go back to Easton? Does he end up as an assistant? I can tell you, Decatur was recruiting him hard to the point to where they ask, what's it going to take to get you out here? Now, in what capacity, though? Because they as have an assistant. They, but they have an OC. They have a quarterback's coach. And they brought both in from the – well, of course, they brought everybody in from the outside because it's a new coaching staff. But, it, it, okay, but where on the offense is he going to coach? And I know Jake's like, well, it's a good problem to have. We'll find a spot. But Matt's going to want to call the plays. Don't you think if he takes a job – I don't think Russell Croto is going to want to give up play calling there. No, he, he wouldn't. I, I think – I, um, Griff is I mean, not uh, Griff is no you're right we're just yeah, talking yeah, this is yeah, all speculation yeah, we're talking about that's the carousel. Doing it. Yeah. you know and Griffith's not going to Decatur because they would need to give Griffith a house you know and wow. and, uh, and a lot of money and and that's not going to happen so I guess yeah. you could say they've already done it <laughs> so so well, he's not going to be there but you know there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation out there we don't know yeah you know, I mentioned going you, back to Easton yeah I, I didn't know where that came from yeah. so that's news to so, me I mean you know it, that's a possibility does he go back as an assistant or does he go back as the head coach you know I mean all of this is possible you know that he does he go to North Carolina well you know uh, yeah. what about Pierre? Is Pierre happy after one year at Cambridge South Dorchester? You know, does does Griffith end up there? I mean, Griffith could put his name in all of these different places. Well, a, a couple of things here, and I'm curious too. Does maybe Matt take the? Would Brian give him the OC job at Kent Island? And Brian say, okay, I want to take over. Maybe I got three years, and then Matt. You or two years, and Matt, you take over. I don't know. You know I, that, yeah. but but here's the here's the deal with North Carolina, Matt Griffith. Now, I don't want to overstate this because they're young kids, and yeah, the athletes are better today than they Griffith's were. Griffith's not going to North Carolina. Well, well, but here's the thing about that. Well, why not? It's it's been a good program. They got a great feeder program. Absolutely. Now, but here's the thing I was going to bring up about that though, and that is with his style of play offensively, you've got a program that has been entrenched in the wing tee and the feeder programs teach the same. No, not anymore. Offense. They not do not anymore. No. Oh well, no. that's that's yeah. news to me. I did not, not know that. Man, Why not? You got me. Different people in charge of that program. Well, that because well, but the varsity staff was the success. The varsity staff coached there for many years in the feeder program. Then they and went back, yeah, but went back down and still was a part. I mean, but still, but not communication. But not anymore. They didn't want to hear it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that I, we never got to that this year. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, maybe that's another deciding factor if you're James McCormick, that if they're not going to 
you know, teach how we're doing things at Caroline so that when the kids get in there, they're ahead of the curve, then maybe that's another deciding factor then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when I coach the JV team oh, What there, are they coaching now? Are they doing... Whatever. It's a, it, okay. youth football. So, what? you know... I mean, what style are they coaching? <laughs> whatever. You spread them out, throw it around. I guess. So, uh, when I coached there at uh, North Carolina with the JV team, with my first year, those kids knew the offense better than I did. Because they'd been in it. Bingo. Yeah, because yeah. they had been in it. Yeah. And uh, well, that's yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's again. Who knows? You know, there were there's rumblings out there. Um, a, a shout out to Al Waters over at Queen Anne's inviting you and I to their banquet yes. uh, this past weekend. Yes. Neither one of us could make it, uh, but uh, you know, kudos to them for inviting us to the banquet. We appreciate it, mm-hmm. um, and, and we appreciate what they do. But uh, you know, really, when you get down to it. Every coaching job is a one-year contract. So, you know. Uh, Well, not in all cases. Not in all cases, Mark. You and I both know that. You (laughs) and I both know. You you say that. We know much better than that right now. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Again, and there's stuff that we can't say on this podcast that we know we can't say. So we may have already said too much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's rumors that Mark Potter's coming back to coach. (laughs) That ain't happening. I'll tell you what, when Uh, we come back, we're going to talk to Coach James Jackson. That's next here. Timeout with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. And this timeout, this portion of the Timeout with Shore Sports podcast that is brought to you by Brad Moy Therapy Associates located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Brett and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Brett Moy Therapy Associates. Their phone number 410-604-2982. All right, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley, and we've got the man of the hour with us, and that is James Jackson. He's the head coach of the Colonel Richardson Colonels football team. Hey, coach. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Good. First of all, congratulations on one hell of a year. We know it didn't end on Friday night the way you wanted it to, but uh, you were in the game, but uh, turnovers turned out to be the difference, and uh, you still you can walk away with your head held high. Yeah. Um, I mean, even though turnovers hurt us, we still went and had it. We put on. We had a good show. Um, I told all my guys that uh, we can't be disappointed in the results of the game. We had one heck of a season. <laughs> yeah, you think? I mean, two playoff wins, uh, something that's never happened before. Uh, what, uh, six straight uh, wins, and then on top of that, uh, five shutouts. So it was an impressive year. And yeah, for that, uh, before Mike asks his questions, um, you know, with uh, Overtime Live, each and every year we have our El Jefe Mexican Kitchen Coach of the Year. And uh, that coach gets a $500 party at El Jefe uh, there on Ken Island. And, uh, Coach, congratulations. You are our El Jefe Overtime Live Coach of the Year. Thank you. That's gonna, that means that you're going to have your staff, and you take mm-hmm. your staff down to El Jefe, and they feed you, and you got all sorts of drinks. It's just going to be a great time. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank five, you. I have to let all my staff know. Yeah. yeah much five, deserved, Coach. Absolutely. $500, Coach. Five, yeah. You know how much Mexican food you can eat for 500 bucks. <laughs> That's a lot of food. And you know the bad part is, if only six of us here at Colonel. Yeah, well, yeah, they can bring their wives, too, by the way. Okay, yeah. so that, that just makes it a little better because now yeah. I ain't got to worry about trying to eat as much. Yeah, no, what it is, basically, <laughs> it's an opportunity, it's a way, and the reason we partner with El Jefe, and uh, they've been doing this with us for three or four years, Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a way that the, the coaches and their wives get together and they go out for a night of fun. And, uh, yeah, and it doesn't cost you a dime. You look like the hero here. Yeah. So... Well, a lot of sacrifice that you put in, but also, as we know, families have to uh, endure throughout a season because there's a lot of time spent away from families. So, Coach, much deserved for, for you, your spouse, and, and for the assistant coaches. 
Yeah, thank you. I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, this is... You ain't got to say nothing. You just said thank you. Just, it, this except, is exciting. Yeah, accept the award and, and all of that good stuff. And I'll send you the details afterwards because I don't want to tell everybody out here in the listening land because then they'll all show up. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'll give you the details off air. But uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. You are coming back next year, right? Because we were just talking about the coaching carousel and people that are retiring and stepping away and all that you are coming back right yes i'm coming back okay uh, as long as my health is good and uh everything if colonel wants me back i'll be back next year because every year's a one-year contract didn't it coach yeah yeah see i told you mine i don't know why they <laughs> wouldn't want to have you back next year after the year that you had coach and the job that you guys have uh, have done there you know it's interesting because you start the year zero and two but you played Wicomico and Ken Island, who were the top two teams in the Bayside this year in the in the two A, and at that point it's it's not looking so good. But again, you've got the rest of the season in front of you and the one A schedule, and you guys went on a roll from there. Yeah, I mean that, like I've been saying all year, that that Ken Island and Wahai game, those two games, I think prepared us to be better uh, in the middle of the season and. Um, Playing two tough opponents early really helped us because their guys, you know, you play if you get a couple wins early and your team your team get big headed, um, you know, it's kind of hard to bring them back from that. But that brought them together as a team when we uh, faced those two tough opponents and lost. You know, for so many years, Coach, you'd hear Colonel saying, oh, we don't want to play the big bad wolf. You know, they're just, we don't match up with them. It's not fair. But to hear you say what you did just say – I love it. You know, bring them on. We'll accept the challenge, and we'll get better from it. Yeah, that was the motto this year. I mean, I was I had 11 seniors. Uh, even though we had a small, like our numbers weren't good, but we still uh, we had a senior. We had a good senior class, and this group of guys, except for a couple of transferred seniors that came in this year, the other nine guys have been here for a while. So for four, three or four years playing. So I knew those guys were battle tested and ready. So I think when RAD asked if I wanted to play Wahai, when um, we were looking for a game and they were looking for a game, at first I was a little skeptical, and then you know I said, "Why? Sure, why not?" Good for you. Good for you. I think that's awesome. Coach, you know, you go back five, six years, and I don't know that you guys had this five- or six-year plan in place. Uh, we're talking about with you and Coach Magnum, uh, who was the head coach at the time, and, of course, you took over last season. But the thought process that here we started with some really rough years, but we gradually saw this program get better, and then it all came to a crescendo this year with the season that you had, all the historic moments in this program's history, and you have to really feel good about where you started five, six, seven years ago to today. Yeah, I mean, we do. Uh, Coach uh, Mangum, he really turned the program around. He helped turn this program around, and I was I was here for that, and um, to you know, our football program before he took over was really at probably one of its worst points, uh, number-wise. And you know, his his big motto was just make the kids believe. And I mean, I continued that, and um, just having this group of guys believe in themselves um, has been one of the biggest things. So I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Coach Mangum for really changing this program around. Six to seven years ago, when he took over. Well, you know, and is this? Do you think this is going to help with recruiting and getting more kids to to buy into Colonel football now and have more people excited to come out? Because I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of athletes here, Colonel Richardson, and a lot that didn't play football. Do you think this is going to help in the recruiting process and getting those kids to come out? I hope so. I don't know about the uh, like we had a pretty good numbers for the freshman class. Uh, we didn't have much in between the um, sophomores and juniors. But, like, right now, listening to the middle school guys, the guys in eighth grade talk, like, they're excited. They're ready to come over next year and play and give it a shot. So, hopefully next year I'll have some of them juniors and sophomores that didn't play this year finally decide this time for them to come out and play football, too. 
That's awesome, and that would be huge there for the Colonel Richardson football program, maybe being able to get back to the days of having an actual JV program as well because we all know what a JV program can do for a varsity system as well. Yes, I mean, that really helps the program uh, turn around because you let those young guys play and they grow from that. And um, even though we had a, I mean, we had a freshman team this year, that team got – uh, four or five games in, or no, they got four games in before um, they got shut down from uh, low numbers. And uh, I think one kid con- uh, had COVID, so we had to shut down the program. But you talked about, Coach, that you had uh, a fair amount of freshmen with good numbers this year and that you decided to go with the freshman team instead of having them be on the varsity. Yeah, so it was 14 freshmen, and that's a lot of freshmen to have on varsity. It was some guys. I think I moved four or five of them up and down as the season went on. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but they wasn't – You could. I mean, that was just to get them uh, some playing time with the varsity, but they wasn't varsity ready. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. We're talking with James Jackson, Colonel Richardson High School. He is the Overtime Live El Jefe Mexican Kitchen Coach of the Year. And uh, you know, why don't we give a shout out to your assistants? And uh, I, I know Neil Lambert's been there. You know, gosh, he's he's as old as the stadium there. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's been here a while. Um, Neil was in here. Neil was here when I was in school. Yeah, I mean, so, they, they're going to end up naming something after him there at the school. I mean, I'll tell you between him and Tom Corsi. Tom Corsi's on the staff too. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> they've been here. I mean, they've been here the longest. Um, they can name restrooms were, after them. They both was here when I was here. Um, <laughs> and just to see Coach Corsi still coaching. Um, Dylan Vickers is another coach that coached with us this year. Um, Ty Stanley, uh, he's been around for a while. He's been here since um, we actually started out together. Um, well, I started before him, but when I took over the JV program, Oh, man, I can't remember what year it was. Jake Zumbron was freshman then. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came along. And then uh, Brett Evans been here for about five years. So we got a good staff and guys who's dedicated to the program. Coach, I'm really curious. Have you been able to, along the way, appreciate all that you've accomplished? Or were you so into the season that now, as the season just ended on Friday night for you, now you're starting to appreciate all that you've accomplished? Um, along the season, I was just moving on to the next game. Let's just go out and win the next game. But now the season's over. I'm more, like I'm appreciating everything that went on, like um, – Winning a Bayside a small division title, winning eight games, winning two playoff games. Like, I'm, it, it's very appreciative now, like, just seeing how well all these kids brought into our system this year and uh, what we did and how the community backed us. Like, seeing our stands uh, packed and people cheering Colonel football on, like, that was big. Um, I mean, even in the playoff game against Edmonton, I think we had more fans in the stands than they did. Nice. And for us to travel that well, I mean, that was big. Yeah. Uh, the community showing us that much support. Well, I mean, so now I'm like, go ahead, I'm coach. Back and enjoying, I'm sitting back and enjoying everything and how the community and everybody else backed us. And, and it's taken a long time to get to that point. And, uh, you know, but being that Colonel's in a small town and with a yeah. small community, getting that support, it, it created an excitement around high school football. And that's one of the things that Mike and I always talk about, that we want to see things build around here. And we want every team to be better so that they can get more fans out and, and get that support. Because let's face it, we do this for the kids. You coach for the kids and it's all about giving the kids something that they can remember and be proud of as they go through life, and they can pass that along to to their kids and their and their grandkids, and on down the line. Yes, um, I've been telling these guys since uh, that since we won uh, uh, since we beat Cambridge and was and became the one A small division title. I said, you guys get to hang a banner in the school, and. 10 or 15 years from now, even 20, when you come back into the building and you can look up on the wall and tell your kids that, hey, I was part of that program. I helped put that banner on that wall. Um, that, that's something that they can never forget. Uh, these guys created a brotherhood that 
they, nobody else can take away from them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, Coach, I know Mark had just talked about it with you a little bit, and we were talking about the freshmen and all that, but having a season like this, you know, it does energize the community. It energizes eighth graders. It energizes the freshmen, as you talked about. And now they have something tangible that they're seeing, you know, the guys on this team be able to accomplish. They see the, when a batter is going to be uh, hung, you know, they get to see this themselves, and that's got to make them hungry. And, and sometimes it takes, you know, eventually, getting to this point where now it can filter down and hopefully it'll start the cycle of, of continuing the success this program's had that you don't want this to be the, the end. You want this to continue. Now, yeah, it was an historic year, but you want this to continue uh, for years to come that this isn't just the end of it here. Obviously, that'll be the challenge next year, but you know, kids that got to see it up front, close to personal, they're going to have something to aspire to next year. Yes. Um, I was just talking to uh, Coach Evans about that. Um, we have a BFS program that started uh, after soccer season. And for guys to go in the weight room, they become bigger, faster, stronger. And years passed when football season was over. A lot of these guys you wouldn't see after football season. And today I looked in the locker room and it's about 10 other underclassmen that's headed down to the weight room to uh, start training now to get stronger for next season. That's got to love it. That's got to excite you. It does because those guys want to continue the tradition or continue. I mean, not well continue what we've built off of this year. No, you can say it's a tradition. Yeah, start to build a tradition. Year. That's right. It, yeah. This is it, baby. The first of many. Well, listen, yeah. we won't keep you. We know you got basketball practice coming up. Coach Jackson's also the assistant basketball <laughs> coach to Brad Pluchek. And, uh, Quick turnaround. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, uh, well, he'd like to. Hey, I, I do have to ask you this because I mentioned it earlier. You know, if there's one bright side that uh, to not winning this past Friday night, you don't have to take the bus ride to Fort Hill for the whooping. No, uh, I saw what Fort Hill did to Joppa Town. I, I looked at the score and I'm like, dang, maybe uh, I don't know if anybody can beat them. Uh, <laughs> because I, I went and looked and seen earlier how Mountain Ridge and uh, um, Fort Hill matched up earlier in the season. It was like 37 to 7. I'm like, well, geez. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough game, and I know Fort Hill. That's 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 all they're known for is their football program. Oh yeah, would have been, yeah. been a tough game. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And 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 you don't have to make that long bus ride now. No, that was a three and a half hour bus trip. Yeah. So, well, listen, Coach. Thanks for joining us today. Greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, congratulations again. I'll be in touch to give you the details on the overtime live El Jefe Mexican Kitchen Coach of the Year Award. Thank you. And, Coach, let us know when you guys hang that banner. We want to be there to capture it. Absolutely. Okay, I'll, let my, I'll talk to my AD and see when they're going to hang it. So, well, uh, you got to do it during a basketball game. There's no doubt. you got to do it there with the crowd yeah, there. That's right. So Brad's been talking about that. Yeah. Um, so I know we can, we can reveal it during the basketball game. We just won't be able to hang it until everybody else leaves. Yeah, I know, uh, but at least you can reveal it. So, Brad, Brad's been talking about that. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh, we'll send Mike over with coverage for shoresportsmd.com. Okay. <laughs> All right, Coach. Well, thanks again for joining us, and uh, we look forward to next year already. I do too. I'm, I'm ready to, uh, to get this uh, next group going. <laughs> Why not? Have a great one, Coach. Thanks, thanks Coach. Again. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. There you go, Coach James Jackson from Colonel Richardson High School, our Overtime Live El Jefe Mexican Kitchen Coach of the Year. Hope he likes margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they probably cookies. should get a bus. Yeah, that probably would Pro- be a Get a bus, yeah, get, right. uh, or get a limousine, something like that. Maybe <laughs> pony up a few bucks for that, but the food and drinks are free, uh, well, courtesy of El Jefe. Up to $500. Right, right, up and to $500, courtesy of El Jefe. We had, uh, let's see, who's won that award? Uh, uh, McCormick has won it, and Fairgamma. Won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know those two have won it, and uh, they all went over 500. So <laughs> they're, they're setting they the bar good. high. Yeah. <laughs> so sitting at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast is sponsored by Chop Tank Community Health. 
Don't forget, they're offering up flu shots, booster shots, COVID shots, all that stuff. And uh, they, they're also uh, looking for uh, new patients as well. If you're looking for a, uh, a family doctor, choptankhealth.org. So, man, this has been fun. This has been fun. Um, we are efforting on a lot of future guests. Um, I gave you a whole list. <laughs> uh, I know. You give me the list and make me work for it. So uh, I'm more than happy to try to get some of those folks. But uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're going to catch up. Hopefully it'll be next week. I don't know. But uh, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a roundtable with McCormick, Joseph, and Ward. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'll, have, um, we'll also have uh, Ferragamo. And uh, we'll, uh, we're going to get uh, Andy Hall from Parkside. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, gosh. He, and we yeah. need to get the Bennett coach, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. well, who Gibson? He he stepped down from coaching a couple of years ago. Well, I meant and, the Bennett soccer coach, but uh, we oh, also yes. we yeah. also need to get who because he, he is retiring next month. Yeah, well, and he's been retired, but he, but he still yeah. te- he was teaching. Teaching, yeah. And he's decided, uh, you know, he's done in the middle of the year. So he's like, I've had enough. <laughs> so yeah. he's going to move on with his life as well. Uh, but uh, all great guys. I mean, it, it takes a special person and to coach and uh, you know yes we know not all coaches are good coaches but if they're given their time they deserve uh the uh, the credit there uh for that so uh, sorry button pusher yeah no, well, it was I, down. I, yeah but yeah. i i heard the uh i heard the the busy signal Gosh, or whatever you yeah. just got you got ears of whatever i i, I do but no <laughs> i i'm looking forward to the interviews with the coaches coming up it does take uh special people to do the job and the sacrifice that they put in and mark as we're seeing some transition and what we expect to be some coaching changes in football um yeah, it's bittersweet because you, you appreciate all that they've done you know that uh, they They've earned the time to, to step away and spend more time with their family, take some time for themselves. But they have been with us uh, along the way the entire time. And if we think what's going to happen will happen, it's going to be sad to not be able to talk to them anymore on Friday nights after the games, to be able to see them in person at the stadiums. I mean, they, you know, we go to these schools, we go to these stadiums, they welcome us with open arms. We have the, you know, we went to the Ken Island, North Carolina game on that Friday night. We got it. We can go wherever the heck we want. It's not, well, you guys, uh, you know, okay, be over here. And, you know, they, they talk to us, they l- allow us full access and we just we appreciate all that so much and we're gonna miss them we really are no doubt and again this was all speculation that's true we we don't know if they're gone you're talking like they're gone mike (laughs) it's our guesses it's our educated (laughs) guesses and uh, i know you're matt griffith's agent so you're shopping them around all over the place you even got them you know uh, cambridge down at uh, as an oc in cambridge that's no that's not gonna happen we're gonna find him a job so i don't know so the the crappy thing he will be coaching next year i think that's safe to say yeah and the, yeah. the bad thing is that if he does leave that means i gotta find another uh, color commentator so yeah. which I, I would love to do but my services are needed back here in the yeah, studio yeah, yeah, understood you're, you're good at what you i tell you here. what i wouldn't mind though i and you know and, and you love going to your college games i wouldn't mind doing a play-by-play next year yeah. <laughs> yeah, i love filling in that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun oh, we'll have to work on that and yeah. i'll uh, have to take a couple more weeks off next year so. <laughs> no please don't take as many as you did this year seriously just one is fine and hopefully maryland for golly sakes will not have any more friday night games next year good uh, yeah, golly no. i don't th- i don't think they will well, let's see we'll see how that works out but uh listen we want to thank everybody for listening and uh we're not done 13 years of overtime live we'll be back next august with that but the podcast is going to be a year-round thing mm-hmm. and uh so and we'll, not just football yeah not just football so uh you know, we'll be back again next Tuesday. Make sure you share this week's podcast. And, you know, again, take everything we said today with a grain of salt. <laughs> so, uh, because we haven't heard any official words other than Joseph and Ward from North Carolina. Right. That we do know. The others, we don't. Yeah. And, uh, but just speculation. Just and, yeah. and that's what's fun. You know, we don't normally get this. You know, we no. don't normally get the, the right. carousel. You know, we get to dive into it and stir the pot, kind of like a sports talk radio yeah. thing. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, familiar, I'm familiar with that, yeah. and you're, you're good at doing that. Yeah. It's funny, real quick, though, you said that at last Friday it was not the time to ask Coach Ferragamo about his future You know, after the game, playoff game, emotion, all that. The Mark Potter I knew five years ago sure as heck would have yeah. asked him that question. <laughs> like, what's happened to you? The, the dude had tears in his eyes, and I couldn't bring it to uh, him. Five years ago, yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> Ten years ago. 
ago. It sure, 13 years ago. It sure as heck wouldn't have mattered. Well, you know, you, you learn. You learn. These yeah, guys. That's smart. They've been yeah, good to us. We, yeah. we need to, re, you know, pay them back with the proper respect. And that's one of the things I mentioned, you know, to you uh, before we came on the air was that, you know, one thing is for certain, and you said it just a minute ago about, you know, how at Ken Island, North Carolina, and we've got and developed such a great working relationship with most, if not all, the schools. Yeah. You know, and, and they've been like, yeah, hey, come on. I mean, they treat us so well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they bend over backwards for us. I mean, we had the, the, the week before you had those stools at Kent Island. All right. I texted uh, the athletic director, Dan Harding, said, hey, you think we get chairs with backs? Boom. Delivered yeah, that's, chairs with backs awesome. up in the tower. Yeah. Now, I stood for the game, but Matt it was yeah. on the on the store, and it was just too small. It would have yeah. been too small for me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then, um, yeah, again, we were delivered food again. Yeah. M and M's this week with uh, <laughs> chips and water, and yep. you yep. know, and, and Al Waters is you know he's new to the party, and mm-hmm. you know, and he's uh, you know as a head coach anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and he was great, and you know, it just. We really appreciate the working relationships that we have for the schools because I think they realize why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and it's you know it's for the kids so yeah and and I want to make an effort too uh, next year as I talked about Mark to get out to all the practices yeah, yeah all the summer fun. camps and we will do that we'll do that shoresportsmd.com check it out share it let people know about it that's how you'll be able to follow along we'll continue to update things and stories throughout the off season that's where you'll find it and of course uh, right here. Um, on our podcast, you can always get to the podcast right from shoresportsmd.com uh, as well. And I've got one more power poll to come out with now um, that the playoffs have concluded. Right. So we'll have one more of those. So we'll see that tom- uh, next Tuesday. Within the next well. week or so. There's yeah. a baby on the way. Just you know, And yeah. Thanksgiving's Thursday. So I'm going to try to fit it in, Mark, as hey, best I can. Hey, by the way, <laughs> congratulations. I, I look forward to hearing about the baby. Me too. And uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll be able, we're going to put a picture of the baby on our overtime live page, okay. <laughs> in place of the ugly Mike that's on um, the top of the page, when when oh, the, the ba- fishing one, when, yeah, when when the baby is born, that, <laughs> gonna we're gonna play. we're gonna put the picture of the baby there, wow, okay. just so that you know, we, I mean, because we got that'll be the announcement, yeah, you know, actually that, that's cool, I do yeah, like that, so yeah. because yeah. I mean, listen, you and I've been we've been buddies for a long time, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, 14, 15 years, mm-hmm. and. I mean, we go back to 04 when yeah. I was running Easton games, yeah. and we at least knew of each other. And yeah. you know, Mar- uh, Matt Spence introduced us and said, yeah, Mark's doing games of the week. And, and that's how I kind of started to get integrated is when I started running board opping for games here on the old AM. And, you know, and I, I was at yours and Brooks' wedding, and, mm-hmm. you know, we talked yeah. many a times about your desire to have a kid and or two or three or four or five or six. Uh, not and, that many. <laughs> you know, two but, at the max. But it, and I'm just... I'm excited for you as a Thank friend you. and as a as a partner in Short Sports it. MD, and it just I, I'm looking forward to uh, experiencing that experiencing that with you because I'm done. I'm not having any more. Yeah. So I will live vicariously through you. All my right, friend. Uncle. All right, Uncle Mark. <laughs> That's right. The Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, look, good, good uh, luck this it. weekend. You know, Thank praying you. for uh, a healthy and and you know delivery healthy, with, with mom yep. and baby. And uh, and hopefully you get a little sleep. I'd start working on that right now. <laughs> I don't get any sleep now. I'll be yeah. That's the one thing I'll be used to. At least uh, I have changed some diapers and I don't get sleep now anyway. So we we're go. we're good. But hey, th- Mark, thank you much. I appreciate it. And happy Thanksgiving to yes, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks again for listening. Share, share, share. And we'll be back next Tuesday right here. Time out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another Time Out soon here on ShoresportsMD.com.